bonus episode. What up my fellow RDs? I would love to introduce you guys to my intern, my first intern ever. I'm super excited. Ashley Majors. What's up, girl? Hello. <laughs> I'm super stoked that you're here today. Tell the RDs out there a little bit about your story leading up to this point in your dietetic internship. It's long. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a very abbreviated story of leading up to this point in your internship. Okay, I think first question is then, how much longer do you have left in your internship? You are my last rotation, so I graduate uh, the week, the first week of June. This is super exciting. So exciting. let's break this down then. What did you experience in the internship that you loved and that maybe wasn't so great? <laughs> so you know it's funny like I came in with obviously an open mind and just excited to get started and see like if there was anything different that I want to do in my career path but I think it's brought me to like I like I liked a lot of it to be honest like I even liked clinicals which I did not expect <laughs> not that I will work clinicals because that's not my thing I also enjoyed, obviously, my wellness and community because that is my jam, like educating people, being one-on-one at outreach events and things like that. This is the rotation that I'm excited about because of the virtual world and learning the back office and what you do and social media and because that is my dream goal is to be a virtual business owner so I can have that time freedom and travel and be with my family more and not be a slave to the time uh, sheet and clocking and have to build up your annual leave to go uh, travel and be with my family and things like that. So it definitely, you know, being an almost 34-year-old dietetic intern, <laughs> I'm definitely older than most of the interns in my class, which I cool with, but I definitely am proud of myself because I'm definitely more professionally well-developed compared to six or seven years ago whenever I graduated, you know, in my undergrad. So I look back and I'm like, I wonder why I didn't uh, get accepted into internships right away. But now I do know, like God, you know, wanted me to learn some things along the way in the past six years. And I worked with the naturopathic doctor and now I work with WIC. And uh, so I was blessed, like right off the bat with getting a job within the first six months of my undergrad. So I'm thankful for that because that doesn't always yeah. happen, you know, right out of college. So yeah, like a lot going on in development and here I am today doing the internship finally. See, that wasn't that long of a story. You, that was more abbreviated than what we chatted about the other day though. So I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think, I think the internship can do a really good job of exposing you to different areas, right? Like there are parts of clinical that can be super cool, but that may not be like what you want to do every day. And that's okay. So I think the opportunity that you had thus far in your internship is probably a little bit newer, right? Like giving you the opportunity to choose these different areas that you want to explore. Cause even five years ago, when I went through mine, working with a virtual dietitian, like wasn't even a thing. I was right. still doing like the plate counts in a hospital <laughs> setting. And I'm sure that's still a thing, but like it was, it was a little antiquated. And I think just seeing in the last half a decade, how much it's changed and how much more interns can do to kind of facilitate their growth within the internship is really cool. So 
let's use this as a little time capsule, if you will. I would love to know, like right now, where you're at, where your headspace is at, who would you love to work with in the virtual space? Um, I've always kind of thought about wanting my clientele to be women, but specifically <laughs> women that want to make a change in their life. I, you know, working with the naturopathic doctor, I saw a lot of women um, that I worked with and they would pay the big bucks to either come in or not show up at all. And so that's what I would like to learn as well is how to find those women and that clientele to know, like, are you going to show up for this? Are you going to put forth, you know, yeah, you're stat- you're giving me the money to, for me to, you know, counsel you, but are you going to show up for it every single week? Are you going to work towards that goal? Um, you know, are you going to actually be open-minded? Like, you know, things like that. And I assume that's kind of the interviewing process as well, whenever I do get my clients <laughs> that I'll learn. It is. And I think it also comes down to how you're portraying yourself and like the messaging that you are giving to the people around you, right? So like if you are showing up on social media and your your messaging is meeting people where they're at, then the people who are, are ready for that change are going to be the ones who are going to be most attracted to you. So it always breaks down to marketing and messaging. Like it yeah. always does. But I think that there is a place to be able to meet people who are at that edge, who are ready to go versus talking to the people who still need you to walk them through some of those earlier stages. So that I think in my five years of wisdom as an RD, as a solopreneur RD, I think that that's what I've garnered from that, like showing up like where you want people to be. And then that can become like what you attract. Okay. So you want people who are ready for change. Is there, are there any other niches that tickle your fancy at this point? (laughs) Um, I am a new bonus mama, um, married a man a year ago that has twin kiddos, uh, 10 and a half year old boy and girl. And that's kind of become, yeah, my, uh, new niche, new passion, whatever you want to call it of just educate, like learning how to educate them to eat healthy and what that looks like as a bonus mom coming in to a new household where they've already built habits of, you know, their food and what that looks like, especially as a 10, 10 and a half year old. Totally. Um, And so where, you know, the the failures that I've learned, because I'm a very strong personality, you know, like (laughs) I want to educate, I want to push a little bit, push those buttons and cook super healthy for you, whether you eat it or not kind of thing. Yeah. But I learned quickly that that's not how that works whenever you become a bonus mama. <laughs> Even, you know, just inspiring women that way um, as well would be um, something of my, my interest. Cool. And I know you and I have chatted about this like off the podcast world, but I think it's really okay to explore these different niches early on and to get a feel for what working with people in that space would be like, like through market research or by having conversations with other people in that area to, to understand if like that's something that you want to dive deeper into, or maybe it was just this fantasy that you're right. like, oh, hmm, maybe that's cool, but I don't really want to do that every day. So this is like the time to be able to explore. And like, even in three, five, six years down the line, like if you want to explore something else, having an open mind to the flexibility that 
solopreneurship brings, I think can be really important too. Yeah, definitely. What else you got, girl? <laughs> um, I was going to say like, you know, I have a health history. We've talked about this with the digestive issues. Like I had ulcerative colitis and I was diagnosed with celiac disease. And that's kind of whenever like nutrition started to play a big role in my life. Cause I mean, I was brought up eating like frozen pizzas and frozen French fries for dinner because my mom wanted to be a stay at home mom. And, you know, like I grew up with a garden and things like that, but learning to eat healthier, even know what that meant, was it really a thing? And, you know, I, I remember like cooking in the kitchen with my mom and things like that, but then it wasn't until like, I'd say my like 19, 20 years old, whenever I unfortunately got like super sick and had like major surgeries and stuff like that, um, is whenever I started digging deeper into like the nutrition world. I, I picked up a book uh, by Dr. Jordan Rubin. <laughs> I don't know if you've <laughs> ever heard of him. Uh, he's the He's the guy that made like the uh, Garden of Life supplements. He um, actually like cured himself of Crohn's disease. Uh, Within two years, he like ate organic and clean and did herbs and supplements and all that good stuff. And I thought, well, that's interesting. And so me and my mom decided for a summer to eat like nothing but organic. Um, And, you know, as a college student still living at home, I learned that that was super expensive. real fast and so like just from that and like my diagnosis and GI issues like I have always you know thought digestive health is very interesting and I did have the opportunity to go through some digestive health specialist like classes whenever I worked with a naturopathic doctor and just you know figuring that out but also learning that I want my motto to be like having a balance you know, I did the whole clean eating and organic for several years. And then now having kiddos in my life, figuring that that's just not doable for everyone. Um, And you have to find like what works best for you and um, your family, you know, that means like a healthy balance. So not just completely giving up or going, you know, completely crazy and eating clean and organic It's just not substantial always. (laughs) And it's expensive. So with that being said, I just, you know, if there was a way to incorporate like digestive health with everything else that I mentioned, you know, if that's just too many like niches in one. <laughs> I don't think it has to be right. Like we can explore this more like as we continue to to work together. But I think what's crazy is that like the more you niche down, that's the person you're talking to. I'm sure there are bonus moms out there who are trying to balance it all, who maybe have GI problems, you know? So yeah, you are talking directly to that person and it may be a hundred people, but like, hey, that's a hundred people who want to work directly with you, you know? So right. I think thinking of it like that and niching down as far down as you need to go into all of that to make it happen could be a really good thing or you could hate it. right Uh, but yeah I I love that you have these two seemingly different worlds that you want to work with right now but who Mm -hmm. knows like that could become that could become your niche that could become your one world but I think delving a little bit deeper into the market research side of things is going to be really exciting to watch over the next couple of weeks. So I'm hoping that this serves as a time capsule so that even in a couple of weeks or like in a year or two, when you come back to this, you're like, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? Or I was right right on point. (laughs) Yes. No, I love it. (laughs) Sweet. Well, Ashley, it has been a pleasure for you to be on the Dietitian Collaborative podcast. 
um, as an intern, are there any ways that you would want to collab with other new RDs out there? I like either local or virtual coffee chats. Ooh, dig it. <laughs> yes. So if anybody wants to chat with me, I don't know my Instagram name off the top of my head, so I can throw out my email. We'll throw her Instagram name in the show notes because that's a thing you do on podcasts. And if you want to meet virtually, also hit her up on Instagram so that we're not giving out too many ways to communicate with you because that's a little creepy sometimes. So (laughs) sweet. We'll throw that in the show notes and why not meet up for a coffee chat and who knows, you might meet a new bestie guys. Awesome. (laughs) Ashley, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for chatting with me. Mm -hmm.